You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. We don't like them. They don't like us. And and we're going to come here Tuesday ready to work. We're going to have a great week. It's time to go win. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. You hear head coach Josh McDaniels right there talking about week one game. Denver Broncos. They don't like us. We don't like them. And I've said it so many times to anybody that will listen. Josh McDaniels has really embraced what it is to be a Raiders head coach. And he's really talked in and tapped into some of the Raiders traditions. If it's going back to the Hall of Fame game, uh, the tip of the cap to Cliff Branch trying to go deep on the very first play. Like I said, in honor of Cliff Branch. If it's you know having a guy from Seattle run onto the field, have too many guys on the field after an interception and saying, well, what do you expect? We're the Raiders. Uh, to what you heard right there when he said they don't like us, we don't like them. We're ready to get in here on Tuesday and get to work and, and go get a win, as opposed to what Sean Payton had to say about this upcoming game and rivalry uh, just the other day. Matter of fact, yesterday he mentioned that, well, you know, it's a divisional game. We look at them as divisional games. There's not really any rivalries anymore. Uh, that's really a college football. And where I understand where he's coming from, it's still Raiders and Broncos. So I could appreciate Josh McDaniels taking that, that kind of approach to what he was talking about, and that was the state of the team, state of the union, when uh, JT hosted the event with head coach Josh McDaniels. Sandra Douglas Morgan was there in attendance as well, and, of course, GM Dave Ziegler. So a lot of good stuff came out of that. Uh, you heard some of that on JT's show, not only Friday, but uh, you'll hear some more of that throughout the course of probably this week leading up to the game in Denver. So excited about that. Excited to say that we finally made it, Raider Nation. Give yourself a round of applause. We finally have made it. We made it through the offseason. We made it through free agency. We made it through the draft. We made it through the dead period. We made it through OTAs. We made it to rookie camp, mandatory minicamp, training camp, preseason and it is finally here this is a game week for the 2023 season so again give yourself a round of applause because we all know it is not easy very well Ari very good job there Ari it is not easy to navigate through a a, a football offseason even though the NFL does us plenty of favors by staying in the news and staying active and staying busy and giving us stuff to talk about it's nothing and I mean nothing like anticipating a game and talking about a week uh, uh, one opponent and then a week two opponent, eventually a week three opponent and a home opener, and then back on the road for week four. It's nothing like it, and we have finally arrived as the Denver Broncos are first up on the on the schedule, and of course the game is on the road followed by a game against the Buffalo Bills. But one game at a time, that's all you could do, and that's what the Raiders are preparing for today at the Intermountain Performance Center and throughout the course of the week before they take off to go to Denver and take on the Broncos. So my man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raider Nation, your boy is in Bristol, Connecticut. (laughs) I am in Bristol bleeping Connecticut right now on the campuses of ESPN. And I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, I've been here since about 7 o'clock maybe this morning, at least in the building, since about 7, 7.30 at the latest this morning. And I'm going to be here in this building until about 1 p.m. Eastern time. So, again, I got here at 7 p- 7 a.m. Eastern time. So that's what, Pacific time, 4 a.m.? 
<laughs> that's what time I arrived here, and I'm going to stay here till at least 1 p.m. Eastern with everything going on. Uh, ESPN Radio National is rolling out their new lineup today, and so I'm blessed to be a part of that. I'll do, I'm going to do the 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. show Eastern time. Of course, that's 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and you can actually hear that on uh, our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. The show is going to be called Game Night. I'm very excited about it. Tonight it's going to be myself and Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland, who's a really good dude, so I'm excited to kick that off with him. But they invited me up here. I arrived yesterday safely. I say that because anyone who knows me and my travel knows that I always have struggles traveling, especially when it's by myself. But got to the airport in Vegas uh, on uh, on Monday morning, on Labor Day, probably around 3.30, 3.30 a.m., and made it. Uh, let's see, yesterday afternoon, I probably arrived here around 4.30. Of course, there was a time change in between all that. Went to Minnesota first and then flew into Hartford and then drove here to Bristol. So I'm here, excited about the opportunity and excited, of course, for the next three hours of Raider Talk here on Raider Nation Radio 920. But, man, just unbelievable just walking around this campus. And I'll tell you, anyone who's anyone that's ever watched any kind of sports, any watch any ESPN at all, I mean, I sat at the original Sports Center desk earlier today. I took a picture in front of the uh, original ESPN little logo, and I've seen all these different Sports Center studios and been introduced to people that have been around for many, many moons around ESPN. So it has been such an incredible opportunity, and it's really only day one. I'll be here all the way through Friday morning, as soon as the show ends on, well, Thursday evening, Friday morning, around 1 a.m., I'm going to head back to the hotel, get in the car, head back to the, the airport, fly back to Vegas, and be ready for uh, the show, Unnecessary Roughness, at Buffalo Wild Wings from 2 to 5 p.m. at the South Outlet, matter, matter, matter of fact. So uh, the South Outlets is where you can find me this Friday. So definitely come on out, hang out, prepare for Raiders and Broncos week one action. So, yeah, like I said, I'll tell you a lot more about my adventures here throughout the course of the week, but just just know that I'm having a hell of a time up here in Bristol, Connecticut. And I'll tell you what, as much as I like it, there's nothing like being on the West Coast. <laughs> There's nothing like being back in uh, in the home studios back in Vegas. So I'll definitely be looking forward to that. But uh, I'm going to enjoy the time that I am here. And uh, just really blessed, as I say, to uh, to be a part of that. Coming up on the show today, 2.30. And it's funny, since we didn't have any shows yesterday, we weren't lo- uh, live and local yesterday. We all took the day off uh, and everything was national here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Uh, everything kind of got jumbled into one day. We had multiple guests that we were supposed to have yesterday that we pushed to today. And then we had guests that we had lined up for today that well, are going to come on today. So we're going to, I mean, this show is going to go by fast and furious. Coming up at 2.30, our normal Monday guest at 2.30 is Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join us to talk all things silver and black. He'll talk about the Chandler Jones situation, which we don't really know a whole lot. There's not really a whole lot of details behind the Chandler Jones situation. So it's kind of one of those where I shrug my shoulders and say, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> right? It seems like there could never be a game week, a first opening game week of any season without the Raiders having something going on, right? Without some kind of side note, side, side nugget off the field that seems like it could potentially be some drama. So uh, we'll continue to monitor this Chandler Jones situation. I've seen the 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 vast majority of the IG messages that was sent out from his account, and I say from his account because I don't know who sent them, right? It's, until everything is verified, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is what happened, this is what happened, and this is why it happened. I don't know. Plenty of people sent me the messages by way of Twitter on direct message Q. What does this mean? I have no idea. It doesn't look good. It seems like he's pretty upset with uh, the organization if it was in fact from him, but we don't know. We have no idea. And that's really going to be the stance I take on it. I don't have a whole lot to, to add to it because really there's not a whole lot to add at this point, but I do know that, you know, there's, there's uh, all kind of elements that could be in play here. So I want to respect that and just kind of 
like I said, tread lightly on something that I really don't have any idea about. But we'll talk, we'll, you know, touch on that, see if Ed has any information that I might not have on the Chandler Jones situation. We'll talk about the Raiders in general, what he thinks about this team, what he thinks about this roster being improved, and uh, what's going to be the key to going to Denver and pick up a victory. So Ed Graney will join us at 2.30 from the Review Journal. Of course, our sister station also, ESPN Las Vegas. Coming up at 3 o'clock, John McClain, our normal Tuesday guest from Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He'll join us to talk all things NFL. Chris Jones, he looks like he's not playing on Thursday against the Lions with Kansas City. Travis Kelsey, he looks like he's not playing on Thursday for Kansas City. They're going up against Detroit. They're a team that I refuse to get on the on the train and say, oh, yeah, Detroit's going to be a really good team, and they might be. I'm not trying to slight them, but I don't want to be first to the party. I'd rather be the last guy to show up to the party and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I should have got here a little sooner. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm all right just admitting that I probably should have been to the party a little bit sooner. I want to see it again from the Detroit Lions before I actually believe that they're going to be a really good team. We've seen plenty of teams. Hell, this Raiders team has been really good, right? 2016, remember they made that run to the playoffs. Really good team. We thought, oh, man, with some key additions on in 2017, they're going to be fantastic. Well, they weren't. So anything could happen. So I'm not just going to go ahead and throw it out there and say, oh, man, the Lions are going to be that team. I want to see it before I believe it. So John McClain will join us. We'll talk all things, all storylines in the NFL as he prepares for another season of covering the Texans and covering the NFL. And I want to know, one of the first questions I'm going to ask John is just about, does he still get that kind of burden, burn in the belly or get that, you know, first day of school feel, uh, you know, those, those kind of that anxiousness. I'll tell you right now, for me, like I said, I got up so early and I got here to the radio station, uh, the campus, actually it's more, it's more than one radio station here, got to the campus I couldn't sleep all night. I was so excited about the opportunity to be here that I just kept waking up almost every hour looking at my phone. So finally, at some point, I was like, you know what? I might as well just get up. I'm checking the time anyway. Who needs an alarm clock? I'll just get up, take a shower, get ready to rock and roll. And that's exactly what I did. So I want to know if he still gets those kind of feelings before the season gets started. Because obviously, the NFL is a passion, or he wouldn't be around as long as he's been around covering the NFL. And oh, by the way, be in the Hall of Fame. So John McClain will join us at 3 o'clock. At 3.30, Lincoln Kennedy, the return of Lincoln Kennedy on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'll review the game that just passed on Tuesdays, and we'll preview the upcoming game on Thursdays with Lincoln Kennedy. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, he'll join us at 3.30. So today, what we'll talk about is just the team in general, what he's looking for from the team in general, not really focusing on the Denver Broncos game, because we'll do that on Thursday when Lincoln joins us. But we will talk all things silver and black. We'll talk about the offensive line. We'll talk about the defensive line. Talk about the defense in general, how important it is to create turnovers this upcoming season. All that. We'll do a deep dive with Lincoln. It's always great to catch up with him we'll do that at 3 30 four o'clock i've been uh, all of a sudden having a nice little run with uh with authors john eisenberg the author of rocket man he's going to join us at four o'clock and he's going to talk about uh his book that is out today rocket man and it's really the history of the black quarterback in the nfl and i'm excited about that one Anytime it's it's a, a book that is really intriguing about you know a history of the NFL or or an element of the NFL, I'm always going to be focused in on it. But you know this this book about the the quarterbacks and, and the history of the black quarterback in the NFL and how it's evolved to where it's at right now. And look, there's still plenty of ways to go. Right before everyone's just considered equal at that position, we all know that that's a, a prestige position in the NFL. But just to know how much it's evolved and knowing what the, what the struggles of a, a Warren Moon had to go through and many others, and knowing that the great Al Davis, the late great Al Davis, never ever 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 worried about any kind of race, any kind of gender, anything when it came to any kind of position, and that included the quarterback position. And he was willing to have a black quarterback when nobody else would. And they're like, yeah, that guy could be a good wide receiver. He could be a good running back. 
he might be a good DB. Ain't no way he's throwing the ball. But Al Davis didn't care. And Al Davis had a guy that as long as he thought that you could play the position, he'd put you in that position. So it always comes back to the Raiders. But excited to talk to John Eisenberg about his book that is out right now called Rocket Man. It's the history of the black quarterback in the NFL. And, of course, this is coming off the heels of the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks as the starting quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes and, Bo- and Jalen Hurts. So that's at 4 o'clock. Then at 4.30, it's Tuesday. So, of course, we've got the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. This week it goes to Liberty Head Football Coach Rich Morocco, a really good dude. He's a guy that's won this award multiple times. Matter of fact, he's won the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Year Award before. So, I mean, this guy, his program is used to winning. He's used to winning. They came up with a really uh, big-time victories uh, in the Island Classic uh, the last couple of weeks. So, uh, he's two and run one right now in the preseason. The the regular season, as far as high school football goes, you know, the, the games that matter, right, in district games or, uh, you know, what they call the, the what is it? Uh, I forget exactly what they call it here. They always call it non-district and district games when I was in Texas, but it's I know it's a di- like league and non-league is what they call it here in uh, Las Vegas. So, yeah, they, they were 2-1 and one in the non-league. League play starts this week with Coronado. We'll talk to him at 4.30. And then they have Bishop Gorman right after that. Coronado's a little bit down. They're going to try to get better. They have a new head coach in place. They're, going to, they're continuing to try to grow and get better. But right after Coronado, oh, here you go. You got Bishop Gorman, right? So that's always a hell of a game, and that's always a tough out. So we'll talk to head coach Rich Morocco about that from Liberty High School at 430. Again, Tom Flores, High School Football Coach of the Week award recipient. So as you can tell, We've got a ton to get to in a little bit amount of time. By the time we look up, I'm going to be signing off and saying, well, till, till tomorrow from Bristol, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just what it's going to be. Ed Graney at 2.30, John McClain at 3, Lincoln Kennedy at 3.30, John Eisenberg at 4, and head coach Rich Morocco from Liberty at 4.30. Of course, of course, Ari has reason or excuse as well. We'll get that in at the tail end of the show. And if he has a day of the day that's actually worth the salt, well, we'll get to that, too. And, oh, by the way, your calls and texts, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r We've already got plenty of those and calls coming in. So let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So before we get to our calls and our texts, because we already have a couple callers lined up, so we're definitely going to get to you in a hot minute. Uh, Dino from New York, Passionate Raider, we got you on deck. I wanted to go ahead and throw these questions out there real quick. They're simple. Three simple questions today as, well, it is game week. So uh, as we look at the 2023 season, I want to throw these out there to you. And you can answer them on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r Or when you call in, with every, whatever you got to call in and talk about, you could also give us your feedback on this as well. 702-365-9200. Who do you think is going to be the Raiders MVP this season? Who do you think is going to be the Raiders Rookie of the Year this season? And if you so choose... Raiders defensive player of the year because the MVP doesn't necessarily have to be an offensive player. It could be a defensive player as well. So if you choose to split them up and maybe make the offensive player the MVP and then the defensive player of the year, that's your option. But I'm throwing all three of those out there to you. Raiders MVP this season, Raiders rookie of the year, and Raiders defensive player of the year. Those are the three questions that I have for you on today's show. Again, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r and I'll give you my feedback in a hot minute, but let's go out to the phone lines first. and Let's go out to New York. Hey, I'm close to you. Dino, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? How you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I'm really upset about this Chandler Jones news here. You know, last year I thought Josh McDaniels did a poor job coaching this team. And for this to happen on the eve of the season, 
Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really upset with two people again: Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis. Everything's going to fall back to Mark Davis because if this, if this, a coach that's got a good hold of his team, especially this close to the season, this doesn't happen. You don't okay. see this with a Mike Tomlin team where there's a there's an outburst, you know, right on the eve of the season. This this is a big distraction now. That's something that no team needs, especially the Raiders. Okay, let me and ask you this. Let me hold on. Hold on, let me ask you this real quick. I love the call, and I love the passion. Let me ask you this. What, in your opinion, happened? I'm assuming that something that's, happened. That's, okay? that's the problem. See, we can't, we can't assume. We, we can't assume right now. If you, if you listen to Chandler Jones speak, he, he's a good, upstanding guy, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think he was hacked. If he, if he I'm was not hacked, saying that either. He would, have already, he would have already come out and said, that's not me. I'm not, yeah, so I'm not he's saying got, he's hacked. He's got some... Some kind of beef with with the head coach and the GM, and I, okay. I believe most of it's with the head coach. If you if you go by what he wrote, okay. I, I think this falls on Josh McDaniels' shoulders that he doesn't have a good grip. He doesn't have this team by the neck, by the okay. back of the neck, like a like a good coach would. And okay. it's just it's very upsetting to me that this is happening again because this guy's already got an enormous amount to prove. I thought after last year's uh, showing that he had to win multiple playoff games in multiple seasons to win me over. And now for this to happen again, I'm very, very suspect of McDaniels. I hope it's nothing, and I hope, I hope this team has the harmony that they need to, to win games. Because, okay. it, you know what, it's, there's no more excuses. He's got to win a lot of football games. Okay. I, I thank thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. I don't agree that I mean I don't disagree that that he has to win games. He does. He has to prove that he's a really good head coach. But I'm not for one minute going to sit here and point the finger and say it's this person's fault or this person's fault because Dino, honestly, I don't know. I started off the show telling you I don't know the details. I read Vinny Bonsignor's piece that he put out on the RJ. He had no details. Right? Calls to Chandler Jones were not res- answered. Calls to the Raiders were not answered. I'm not going to speculate on whose fault. What Chandler Jones is going through, what he's feeling, why it's out there. I'm not trying to make an excuse to say he was hacked. That's not the that's the furthest thing from my mind. I just don't know what is going on. And until I have a better idea or understanding, I don't think it's fair for any of us to come and start slinging mud at somebody when we don't know. Like I, I don't know. It very well could be he's pissed off at the coach and the GM. It could be. It could be absolutely everything that we read. And what we read did not seem like something I, I would hear from Chandler Jones, the guy that I've talked to many times and it doesn't sound anything like what he what he would say but then again I don't know and and for like I don't know one text that he wrote or that's that's written on his account how do you expect me to play this season and I can't even get my GM on the phone thanks for that portal should I call Josh or will he not pick up either would y'all bring me to Vegas to play with me I sent this to you Rumi uh, with a kissing emoji and a purple heart. It's a shame that I'm a top athlete with 112 sacks in the NFL and I have to go to a local gym to work out during the season for no apparent reason. This is wild to me, Josh, and you know uh, it, you need to do what's right. Then another one said, they won't let me in the building, though, trying to provoke a word that I will not say on the radio and that we shouldn't be saying anyway. Another one, and they had direct contact to my BM, which is baby mama, and we ain't been together for five years. Some lady reporting to her about how I was at work when I don't even talk to her about work or anything person. Like, how y'all know my baby mama? Provoked. And then, F it, I don't want to play for the Raiders if that's my head coach or GM. I want Patrick Graham, Ivy League. Another word that none of us should say, no cap. But with all that being said, 
It's all deleted, too. And I'm not going to sit here and say this is the reason. That's the reason why this is happening. I do know one thing, and you mentioned Mike Tomlin. I'll say Mike Tomlin did a hell of a job covering up a lot of issues that A.B. had. A.B. had a lot going on while he was a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers that nobody outside of that really locker room ever heard about. He did a great job covering up. But it didn't mean that things weren't happening. Just because we don't hear about everything doesn't mean that there's not stuff going on sometimes. And I don't know what was the reason why this is on social media, but like I started the show, I'm not going to come out here and sit here and say, get it together, McDaniels! Get it together, Ziggler! Get it together, MD! Because I don't know what or who any of this is about. I could put something out on Twitter right now, and you could speculate. I could put I could put a, a emoji and that's a, a face bomb emoji, and everyone would speculate. Oh, cue cue this, cue that. I mean that. So I'm not going to do that. So we don't have any really idea. So I think it's a little reckless, and I won't be that guy to come out and say this, that, and the other when it. I have no idea, and when I do have an idea, I have no problem talking about it. But until I have an idea, I think it would be silly on my part to come out and say something that I'll, all I'm doing is just shooting from the hip, trying to hope that someone will stick against the wall. But that's just me. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate you. Up next, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, dude? What's up, Q? And that was a good call by the other caller, Q. And, you know, you know, Q, I'm a diehard Raider fan for life. But just because I'm a Raider, that doesn't mean I have to I – don't, I don't have to agree with the coaches or with every player because Agreed. they're a Raider. You Agreed. Know? I said from from the get go two years ago that that when we got McDaniel's from just from just what he's been through and whatnot that he just reminded me of Proctor from Power Man and, and like you said we can't speculate you're right but when there's been more than one and one and one occasions where stuff is always circulated around this guy you're gonna tend to you're gonna tend to lead to the left and wonder why again is another star player pointing out a coach when he never did this anywhere else he was at. We don't know again, so we don't want to speculate. Okay. I don't want to speculate, but when, it's, when, when, when all this stuff still keeps fermenting around the coach, man, it makes people think. But on another note, Q, it's never Bronco week, man. This is week one. <laughs> Chandler, get in the building. Who cares? You know what, Chandler, and all these other Raiders, whatever's going on, if these guys for this season – to just put Raider Nation as number one at the top of the list and play for us, man. We deserve it. We can't help what management does. We understand it's a business, but you guys are all still going to get that check this year. Play it for Raider Nation. If I can scream it from the bottom of my heart, play for us. We can't control what they do, but we're tired of losing. We're tired of getting the back end of everything. And we know we got some good players on this team, Q. We know we got some guys that can ball out this year. And we know Josh is a pretty good offensive mind coach. So if we can just put all this stuff to the side and play some damn football come this Sunday and handle the Broncos in week one. If it turns ugly, we're going to have an ugly season, Q. They have to go out and execute Sunday and handle that business and lay them donkeys down. Lay them down, Q. Come on. Holler if you hear me. Well, passionate Raiders in midseason form. All right, so there's passionate Raider right there. And look, again, you know, I'm not going to do this the whole show. I'm really not. Um, I'm not. I, I, I think it's silly that all we're doing is assuming that that the head coach and the GM are a problem based off of uh, Instagram posts. I really think that that's silly. How come nobody, and this is just a, this is an honest question, it's not me being a smartass. This is a serious question. How come nobody called 
and nobody texted and nobody tweeted and nobody sent me direct messages when Josh Jacobs said Josh McDaniels is the is the sharpest offensive mind that I've ever been around. Why did nobody ever say that? Hey, man, that was a great endorsement that Josh Jacobs had of the coach. Why did nobody say that? I can answer that for you because it's positive and it doesn't fit the same narrative. I, again, I don't know what Chandler Jones thing is. What if this is the situation? And I hate to go on this tangent, but what if this is a situation that Chandler Jones is dealing with something really massive, right? And what if him collecting a paycheck doesn't matter to him? He's already made plenty of money. What if he's got to the point where I don't care about being a football player? I care about being a stable, a stable man. Like I'm in a bad position. Have you ever been in a position? I have. I've been in a position where I didn't care what the, what the money was anymore. I just needed to, I needed to get away for one reason or the other, or I had to make life-changing decisions for my own sanity. What if, what if something like that's going on and we're talking about just get on the field and go play? It's almost like the old narrative, just shut up and dribble, right? I mean, these guys are humans, man. These things go, these guys go through real life situations just because they're gladiators on the field and they look invincible. That's not the truth. These guys are just, are are people just like us. So I, I, for one, will never, never come on this radio or any other radio station say, just go out there and play. Who cares? Put everything aside and just go out there and play. And it's not a shot at you, passionate Raider. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make sense of it so everyone can look at it from the other side. There could be something really going on. I've gone through times in my life where people thought this was going on with me, that was going on, and I had some real deal ish going on. And I kept it to myself until I was comfortable with coming out and not keeping it to myself. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Now I know why Q was this, that, and the other. Okay. We all go through it. We've all never been through something. I think that we need to all pump our brakes a little bit and let this play out and see what's going on. This could be a real deal situation. What if, and I'm not saying it is, what if this is like a mental health situation? We know how serious mental health is. I've got more familiar and familiar with mental health each and every day, each and every year, especially as many damn jobs as I have. Sometimes I, I wake up at the end of the week and I don't know where the hell I'm at, what week it is, what day it is, what time it is. Mental health is a real deal thing. Sometimes you have to take mental health exercises. I actually met the person, I'm here in Bristol. I actually met a person here that is in charge of the mental health like department. <laughs> There's a department for mental health. That's how serious it is. And we didn't know that years ago. We just thought it was like, oh, that guy's being soft. No, there's people go through some ish. So I don't want to I don't want to be that guy to throw it out there like that and just harp on on Chandler, harp on this, the, the, the organization until we either hear from him or we hear from them. And, or until someone gives us an explanation where they know that's concrete, because I don't know. 226 is the time. We'll take a break. Come back. Ed Graney will join us. I'll ask him his thoughts on it, and then we'll keep it pushing and talk about the Raiders, because, well, that's all we could do at this point is talk about the silver and black. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Broncos show blitz, the handoff is to Jacobs, first through the 10, cuts up field 5, drives forward, he's in! Touchdown, Josh 
through the end zone on an 11-yard carry, and the Raiders take a 9-7 lead with 11.46 in the half. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Be so glad when those highlights are from the upcoming season that gets started underway on Sunday in Denver versus the Broncos. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in studio. I'm not too sure which one this is. Maybe CR6. It's here in Bristol, Connecticut on the campus of ESPN. Talk James hit us up on Twitter and said, Q, that opening drive was exhausting. I get that some fans are freaking out, but Raider Nation needs to chill. We'll beat the Broncos this Sunday. Bank on it. That's from my guy, Talk James, by way of Twitter. You can always hit us up at R&R 920 AM, at Ari Produces, and at your boy Q254. Join us now on the phone lines. This is a guy that you can hit up on Twitter, at Ed Graney. That's Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and our and, uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal, where he does all his fine writing. Ed, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. And it would be wrong if I didn't ask. I know that you don't have a lot of information, as many of us don't, but what do you kind of make of this uh, Chandler Jones situation and you know, what, what, what can you talk about without a lot of information? I think it's pretty crazy, don't you? Um, I thought, uh, you know, the point made on our show this morning was it, 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 there there has to be more to it other than him not being let in a facility because of him not being let in a facility was that, that triggered such a response. Uh, it's crazier than most of us think. Um, you know, I, I like you said, none of us have or very few of us have, I assume, very much information beyond what we know about it and reading the, the posts that were deleted. But if that's all it was, that he couldn't get into a facility and he responded like that, it just doesn't make any sense. It just makes it sound like something else was building or, you know, something was building within him. And yet the ironic part is, and I don't know if you talked about this, on his Twitter the day before, he said everything was great, couldn't wait for the season to start. Right, So right. when you see that on Twitter, and you see that on Twitter, and uh, and then you see the response today or the, the posts today, it just Q, it just makes no sense on so many levels. Right. It doesn't. And that's why I really started the show and we had a couple of callers call about it and very angry about it. And I said, look, I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on. So until we really have some kind of real information about where this came from, why this came out, there's there's hardly I mean, there's really nothing I could say about it except for that it like you said, it's a strange situation. Yeah, I mean and you don't want to guess. That's the other thing exactly. on these type of situations. You don't that's when you, you you just get in trouble when you start guessing and you put stuff out there that, you know, is unfair and, you know, that shouldn't be put out there on nine times out of ten. So I'm not going to guess. Um, like I said, if it's only that he couldn't get in the facility, I think it's an interesting reaction, to say yeah, the least. To say the least. Um, to say the least. But I'm not so sure it was only that. Um, that would be very interesting if it was only that he showed up, wanted to work out, and for whatever reason – uh, couldn't get in the facility, and I think he was talking about this morning, right? Because they did have that three mandatory off days in the NFL, but yeah. I thought that ended yesterday. So if this was happening this morning, I'm almost surprised he couldn't get in or there wasn't someone there that would let him in. I don't know. Like we said, we know nothing. So I, I don't know what the facility was like, who was there, why he couldn't get in. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, he said he called Ziegler and it didn't didn't answer, and he was going to call Josh, but. Like uh, Tyler said on our show this morning, it almost seems like there'd be other people you'd call in that instance. Right. I don't know if you'd call a GM saying, I can't get in the facility. I would think there's facility people there that you would call. Well, Um, I mean, we can't even get in the building without without security letting us in the gate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And sometimes they pause when I say my name. Right. Uh, (laughs) 
hello? Um, so, no, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm with you on this cue. I don't want to guess. I don't want to put stuff out there that, you know, uh, shouldn't be put out there um, either about him or the, or the messages or the Instagram messages. Um, I think eventually it might come to fruition, and yet I won't be surprised if, you know, um, the real story, you know, doesn't come out. I think I think you'll agree there won't be pointed comments about it in terms of uh, what really happened very soon. Um, uh, I'm expecting when Josh McDaniels uh, talks next, which I think would be tomorrow. We haven't seen the the, um, the uh, schedule yet. Um, I'd be surprised if he went into detail about any of it. <laughs> right. Um, and as we both know, Chandler Jones is not the uh, most talkative person to the media to begin with. Right. Um, so I have no idea if he would even address it since they were all deleted anyway. Right, exactly. I have a feeling head coach Josh McDaniels will just say, uh, I haven't seen or I'm not aware of any Instagram posts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, or, that's going to be, or, or been, social or media posts. Or it's been handled internally. Right. Yeah. That's the other, that's the other one too. Right. Exactly. Which, I mean, that's their prerogative. They don't have to tell us anything. So, you know, that's kind of what it is. And I'm sure that we're not going to learn a whole lot about it. But again, I I feel like that there's so many elements to this, Ed, like there's so many different sides. I know it looks like he's pointing the finger at, at coach McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. I don't know where that came from. I don't know who, if he put it out, I'm I'm, I'm assuming he did, but at the same time, I don't want to assume anything. I don't know if there's an issue going on on his end. I don't know if there's, you know what I mean? Like there's, we haven't seen him out there at practice for a long time. Then he returned to practice. So there could be so many things. And, and Ed, I like to err on the side of caution, especially with mental health and be very sensitive to that because we know, as we've learned over the years, that that's a real deal thing. And that's something that we all need to take a step back sometimes and realize that these guys are, are not just athletes and not just football players or gladiators. They're people, and they have lives, and they have things that are going on that could affect them as well. Oh, I I totally agree with you. Um, we don't we don't know, and it could, could be a myriad of a million things that led to this. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's interesting. Given on the day before, he was all good on uh, he was all good on um, on Twitter, looking forward to the season. So, what right. changed in 24 hours? I have absolutely no clue, um, or why he would react that way if it was just not getting into the facility. Uh, only he knows that, and maybe they know by now. Maybe there's been discussions by now. I would think the publicity it's gotten that someone has made contact and there's been discussions, I would think. I mean, I would hope by now there's been discussions right. because yeah. it just blew up, it blew up, you know, across the news cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they, you know, they're doing their uh, diligence inside the building to find out what happened here. Um, so we'll have to see. Like I said, I don't think we're going to be getting a ton of, uh, of information about it. And like you said, they don't owe anyone that. Um they can handle things internally if they want. If they want to speak on it, they can. But I think you and I both know what, uh, what the media is going to get out of this. Right. Yeah, exactly. A whole lot of nothing. Ed Grady is our guest from uh, the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, our sister station as well, ESPN Las Vegas. And so I guess it wouldn't be Raider Week 1 uh, if there wasn't some kind of you know drama or something up in the air where everyone uh, you know can think about something that's not really football-related. But let's, let's look at the football team. Let's see what they've done so far throughout training camp and preseason. They're on the road taking on the Denver Broncos on Sunday. First game of the season. How much better – do you think that this team is than the team that we saw wrap up the season in 2022? I think if the defense is what we saw in the preseason, then they're better. Um, I think so they've made you know some additions there where if they can create some turnovers and they can you know apply pressure to the quarterback and you know I, we don't know Chandler Jones's situation or if he's going to be there or not. Um, I think they're a better team. I think Garoppolo is a good quarterback um, who's going to manage games. I think having Josh Jacobs back is huge. 
I think they have great, you know, great room of receivers. So, you know, how will the how will the O line hold up for Garoppolo? How will his health hold up? Um, is the defense really that much better? But if all those things come to fruition, I think they're a better team than what we saw in the last game of 2022. How do you think they balance out the the offensive attack? You know, as far as you mentioned Josh Jacobs, uh, I feel like that they're going to get a heavy dose of him. I just, I, I don't, the more I think about it, the more I don't think he's going to get 10 to 12 snaps. I think he's going to get, or carries, I think he's going to get a lot more than that. But how do you feel like that they kind of, is it a pass heavy first or is it still, do you think they still get everything going by the ground game first? Well, McDaniel said it's not going to be reinventing the wheel. So my mm-hmm. guess is, and I don't know about Sunday because we don't know what Josh is going to get in terms of carries or what his, what his role is going to be. So Sunday might be a lot different, and we might see more of a pass-heavy offense, um, given who's standing behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think in time, though, when, when Jacobs is in football shape and he's ready to go, you know, to me, not reinventing the wheel means they really liked what he did last year, and uh, that might be something that they, they lean on again. Um, and like I said, I think Garoppolo's a good quarterback. They've got the weapons on the outside. Uh, I think Michael Mayer is going to be a really, really interesting point of this. Um, I think he, you know, he needs to have a good year for a rookie. Um, while the guys on the outside take care of business, he needs to be kind of that security blanket. Um, I don't know how many catches he's going to have. I don't want to predict that. But I think um, at least to start, uh, we might see more passing on, on Sunday given where Jacobs is. But once he's ready and once he's good again and once he's right, um, I think they're going to ride him. I think that there's no reason in their minds not to. Again, Ed Graney is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, talking all things silver and black as they prepare for the game on Sunday versus Denver Broncos. With the Raiders' schedule, Ed, just looking at the first four games, three are on the road, one's at home. That's that week three game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. How important is it for Josh McDaniels and company to get off to a hot start? Well, I think it's really important also given it's a division game, um, given some of the division games they're going to have to play, as we both know, and who's who's above them in the division. So I think it's really important for them to get off to a good start. Uh you know, the second week you have Josh Allen in good weather, um, so that's going to be a tough one. Um, I think coming home to Pittsburgh is a very winnable game. So, you know, if, if you get out of there 2-1 and one, and then they go to the Chargers, I believe? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay. So, you know, you're 2-2, two 3-1. Two, um, I think they'd prefer 3-1, and one, obviously. Right. Um, uh, they prefer 4-0. and oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think everybody <laughs> yeah, would. I mean, everybody would prefer 4-0 oh that follows that team. Um no, I mean, I, th- I think it's important to be given, you know, again, given where the schedule goes in certain parts of it near the end and, and elsewhere um, in the middle, um, I think it's important to get off. It's always important to get off a good start. And I think for a second-year coach, um, you know, and, and bringing in a new quarterback and your quarterback and getting the running back signed and bringing in the defensive players you, you brought in, I do think it's important to get off to a good start. I think it's important for everybody and uh, notwithstanding Josh McDaniels the most. Yeah, and and that's kind of the key as well, Ed, that I'm kind of looking at is the fact that, you know, he's been coaching these guys up. They've been in training camp. They've been in preseason. Now they're in the regular season. They need to see, I feel like they need to see their hard work paid off immediately. Just say, okay, I get it. This is what we're working for. What happened today? Like going to Denver and getting a W, I think that would be real big for this team's confidence, if nothing else, moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they need that. And they need they need to see proof of their work. Exactly what you said. You said it exactly right. They need to see proof of all the changes they've made, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and 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 you know they need to see proof that what they're doing is is working and successful. I think it's a good team to open up against. I think they've beaten them six straight times. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how Russell Wilson's going to react. I think 
Sean Payton's going to do a good job with Russell Wilson just because Sean Payton's uh, reputation is that he does a good job with quarterbacks. And he's, you know, he's taken, he's had various amounts of success with quarterbacks a lot worse than Russell Wilson. So, um, but this is a first game also, so it's probably right. good to get, it's probably good to get him in the first game. Might take them some games to get used to each other and start producing. So I think everything's there for, for a Raiders win in the opener. Um, and I'd be surprised if they don't walk out of there without a victory. Yeah, I, I've been very confident, and I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now, that I feel like the Raiders go to Denver on Sunday and win this game. I just think they're the better team. Like, bottom line, yeah. I mean, coaches be damned, quarterbacks be damned. I just think that they're a better team uh, right now, currently, as they stand. That's yes. the silver and black over the Denver Broncos. Well, we'll wrap up on this, Ed. Uh, Ja'Korian Bennett, he's going to be out there wearing number zero. Uh, what do you expect yeah. to see, not only on Sunday from the rookie, but just kind of what do you think his, uh, his regular season is going to look like as a rookie? Uh, ups and downs because of the position he plays, but you have to give him a lot of credit for winning that spot, right? Um, yep. I think uh, I think we'll see really good and sometimes probably really bad given what he plays and some of the uh, receivers he's going to go against with that schedule. We can go down the schedule and find a lot of good receivers that he's going to have to go against um, or they're you know going to try to pick on him with certain receivers. But he won the job and that's the first step. So I think he'll be a, you know I think he'll. He'll have a solid rookie season, uh, and we'll be able to point back to some good and to some bad, which is not, you know, not the worst thing given, you know, the spot he plays. That's a hard spot. It's one of the yeah. most difficult spots to play in the NFL or any level, really, of football. So he'll do a lot of learning, and hopefully for the Raiders, he'll learn and, and improve as he goes. You want him, you know, you just want him getting better each week instead of the instead of the uh, reverse. Yeah, you, know, you want him to get better every week as a rookie, so at the end of the rookie year, he can take that next huge step that usually comes between the first and second season. And hope the hopefully he gets his hands on a few balls as well, <laughs> right? Yeah, well they they need a couple of guys to do that. Exactly, they need turnovers in the worst way. So hopefully, Jacorian Bennett, Marcus Peters, Marcus Epps, Trayvon Merrick, all those guys could contribute. The linebackers, they all need contributions as far as interceptions yep. and creating turnovers to make that defense that much better. Well, fantastic stuff as always, Ed. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, Raiders all the time. Did some on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson for tomorrow's paper, and then uh, out to practice tomorrow to hear the. Deep and understanding explanation of what happened with Chandler Jones. <laughs> yeah, I'll be waiting for that one. I won't hold my yeah. breath to get that yeah. one. <laughs> I, I was going to say, there's not going to be someone in Bristol holding his breath. No, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> Ed, fantastic stuff, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, do Hi, what you do out there, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, congrats again. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. That's Ed Graney right there from the Las Vegas Review-Journal and also our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. You can check him out in the morning with Tyler Bischoff, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time. Again, ESPN Las Vegas, 2.46 is the time. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and, and lighten up the mood right now. Let's go ahead and get some winning, man. Sometimes you just need to win something. I got two tickets. Win them before you can buy them. They go on sale Saturday, September 9th at 10 a.m., Ticketmaster.com. What? What tickets are they, Q? You haven't told me. For comedian Nick Swardson. You want to go see him at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas on December 8th and 9th. Again, these are win them before you can buy them tickets so you can set up a date night if you want. It is all good. Don't miss the Happy Madison fixture known for his hilarious roles in Grandma's Boy, The Bench Warmers, Bucky Larson's, and Reno 911. Tickets again go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m., but we're going to hook you up with a pair right now. 702-365-9200. That's 702-365-9200. Call number nine here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio 920 a.m. Got to give big ups to my man Chris. He was calling number nine. He got hooked up. That's what we do. We hook things up, right? Two tickets. Win them before you could buy them. Comedian Nick Swartzen. He's at the Venetian Resort, Las Vegas, on December 8th and 9th. But, again, you're getting these tickets before you could buy them. So 
Uh, we're going to take care of Chris. He got date night on us, a couple pairs of tickets, and uh, that's going to be a fun event, again, going on uh, Saturday, or excuse me, not Saturday, December 8th and 9th. So a uh, pair of tickets is for our guy Chris. We got more winning on the way. Please believe that. This is Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Rough. This is my man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in Bristol, Connecticut. I'm on the campus of ESPN right now. And, of course, this show is being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. We definitely appreciate them. We'll tell you a lot more about them later on the show. Coming up at 3 o'clock, John McClain from Sports Radio 610. Uh, he's been covering the NFL for a very, very long time. So on the eve of uh, another season getting ready to get kicked off on Thursday, Kansas City and Detroit, they kick things off. There's some question marks with the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. You know, what's the defending Super Bowl champs? What, uh, what's it going to look like week one? And, you know, again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So are they even going to sweat what's going on early in the season? We'll talk to John McClain about all the storylines and even situations like what's going on with Chandler Jones because John's been around for a long time. John has seen a lot of different players with a lot of different personalities and a lot of different uh, things that went on well before social media, right? When there was things real-ish <laughs> that I like to say, ish going on uh, right there where it wasn't reported because it wasn't filmed on, on someone's camera phone. It wasn't put out there on Twitter because there was no Twitter or Facebook or X or whatever the hell you want to call it, right? There was none of that stuff. So uh, things that were going on was, you know, guys like John who were in the locker room, he would see it and know what's going on. So, you know, we'll just get his thoughts on, on what he thinks, you know, um, you know, could, could, I don't want to say it could come from it because, again, nobody's really going to know, but just kind of how he would assess it if that was a member of the Houston Texans and that came out, what he would think about it at this stage because, again, he's been around around the league for a very long time and really knows how to properly assess these situations without saying something reckless and speculating. Uh, we got a text from the 925. Hey, Q, congrats on your ESPN gig from one East Bay kid to another. I'm glad you could represent for us. The Raiders will be fine game one with or without Chandler Jones. He got off to a slow start last year, so maybe the Rook, Tyree, can get more reps. But either way, we'll handle those ponies. Go Raiders. That's from the 925. And look, again, just like I told Ed Graney, I think that the Raiders are a better team. It's, it's, it's just no doubt. Like I feel, and we'll have Bronco beat riders on throughout the course of this week. That will tell you that I'm probably wrong and that Sean Payton is a miracle worker and he's all of a sudden changed the the narrative of everything going on with the Broncos. And you know what? Maybe he has. I just don't see it right now. They've got guys on they've got guys injured. Uh they're trying to also turn around a, a very bad bad season that they had a year ago with only five wins. They've got a lot to be desired. I don't know how he turns it around that quickly. I just really don't. Now, maybe week eighteen. When the Raiders play them to close out the season, maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe they're a much better team. Maybe they also got in a roll. I don't know. But week one, right now, when the Raiders are going to be at their healthiest that they're ever going to be, I don't think that the Broncos are the better team. And I'm glad that they're going to Denver early in the season, like week one, as opposed to being in Denver in week 18. So I just think that this, I don't want to act like it's a no-brainer that they're going to go win the game, but I do feel pretty confident that they're going to go win this game. Uh, Got another text from... Oh, 805 Raider. That's from, he says, two weeks back, it was reported that Jimmy Graham was arrested for being under the influence, but it turned out to be some kind of mental issue. Let's wait and see what happens. If Chandler suits up Sunday, well, that's all we need to know. That's from 805 Raider. And I remember when that happened with Jimmy Graham. He was in L.A. and he got arrested and it looked like it was really bad. And then all of a sudden, a lot of information started to pour out and people had already overreacted to it. And, you know, again, only because I'm aware now, like if this was me six or seven years ago, then I would have said, oh, my God, the sky's falling. What the hell's going on with inside that organization? But, man, I take that mental health stuff so seriously. I mean, I think that it is 
you know, I actually I don't think that it's important. I know how important it is because I've dealt with it on my own on my own time and and loved ones have dealt with it. So now when you see it firsthand, you really understand. And I'm glad I'm I'm thankful that someone had pointed it out to me like, Q, you need to, you know, take care of your mentals. You need to do this. You need to make sure that you're on point here because that can come back to haunt you in a, in, in a major way. And so if you don't do that, all of a sudden you could be you could be in a bad situation. And so I've been very cautious about that. And that's why I really, really hesitate to just jump on one side of a story without knowing what's really going on. Thanks for that text. I appreciate you. 256 at the time. We'll come back. John McClain from Sports Radio 610 will join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.